0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: It's our 200th episode, and we're celebrating by taking over another hour on the Voice America Talk Radio Network today on Soap Central Live.
0: What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan.
1: Welcome to the second hour of our special 200th episode celebration of Soap Central Live. I am still your host, Dan Kroll, though I may have had a halftime costume change while we went to commercial. I want to thank all of you for sticking around with us in this special supersized edition of the show. For those of you, though, that were tuned in to hear the joy of lentils, there will be no show this week. If you were expecting my puns to get better by the 200th episode, well, you'd be mistaken. But in all seriousness, if you are just tuning in or listening to this show in the archives, please be sure to download part one of our 200th episode celebration. It included a look at some of our biggest surprises, some notable firsts, as well as some behind-the-scenes stories of how all those episodes went down.
2: Well, hello, hello, congratulations, 200th show, Soap Central Live. It's Terry Ivins, and I love you, Dan, so much. I'm so excited for you, and I just wanted to call in so I could celebrate with you. Well done. Keep on moving forward. You make us so proud and you put us in our best light i'm sure i speak for every single soap star god bless one of
1: the privileges of hosting soap central live is that i can pretty much do whatever i want you heard that in the last hour with the surprises but a surprise as we'll call it can happen at any time in a show with little or no warning I suppose it doesn't come as much of a surprise to anyone who listens to live radio or television. Now, call me a hypocrite, but as much as I love surprising guests on Soap Central Live, that's how much I hate being surprised. It's not that I'm a total control freak. I mean, I am to a certain degree, but that's not the reason that I don't like surprises. It's tough to run a tight ship every week when you're live for an hour. There have been weeks where, a minute before showtime, a guest has had to cancel, and I've been left scrambling to come up with a show topic. I never fully understood what the expression, the show must go on, really meant until I started doing Soap Central Live. A couple of years ago at an event in New York, actress Florencia Lozano, who plays Taya Delgado on One Life to Live, said something to the effect that you can't worry about being perfect all the time, because even if you put on the best performance of your life, someone will still find fault with it. She was talking about acting, but my takeaway was that it very much applied to hosting a live radio show. Florencia has yet to be a guest on Soap Central Live, but I hope that we can remedy that sometime in the near future so I can thank her for that little pearl of wisdom. In the meantime, it's time to take a look at some of the shows that, for one reason or another, almost didn't happen. On February 11, 2011, Days of Our Lives star Ari Zucker was scheduled to be a guest on the show. It was scheduled for many weeks, but then the day of the show, Day's production schedule changed, and she was scheduled to be on set during our live show. So, oh, about 10 minutes before the show, Day's PR department reached out and arranged to get Sean Christian on the show. Neither he nor I were necessarily prepared for the interview, but somehow that didn't seem to matter. Hey, Soap fans, it's Dan Kroll welcoming you to another edition of the always unpredictable Soap Central Live. If I sound a little bit sniffly or stuffy this week, we'll call it snuffy, Uh, It's because I have a little bit of a cold. I often mention this, but it does bear repeating. One, I don't like surprises. And two, this is live radio, so anything can happen. To that end, Ari Zucker was scheduled to be my guest this week, as you heard at the top of the show. But there was a production schedule change, and she's been called away to work. If you follow her tweets, you know that she mentioned the other day that she was already working before 7 a.m., so that must mean that there's something big and juicy coming up. Speaking of big and juicy, and I really have no idea where this segue is going to go, but we'll just go with it, (laughs) let's just say that we do have another guest from Days of Our Lives to chat with us this week. Valentine's Day is coming up, and it's a holiday that's associated with hearts, so what better guest to have on than someone who plays a doctor who performed heart surgery this week? Sean Christian is a veteran of three daytime drama series. He started off as Mike Kaznoff on As the World Turns, before dropping by... One Life to Live is Ross Rayburn, but in just a few weeks, he'll celebrate his third anniversary as Daniel Jonas on NBC's Days of Our Lives, and three seems to be a really good number for him, because this year he's also a three-time SoapCentral.com Yankees Award nominee, so let's get him here on the show. Sean, thanks so much for coming by last minute to save me as
3: (coughs) having a guest here. My
1: pleasure, Dan, or
3: should I just call you Snuffy?
1: You can call me Snuffy. Yeah, that'll the be fine. That was a big and juicy
3: introduction. I think I could call you Snuffy. That was a heck right. of an introduction. I must say thank you.
1: Well, thanks, big and juicy. Uh, <laughs> has anybody... Well, has we anybody, got little pet names now. Who that'll be... That's Ladies, great.
3: Unpredictable is right. God knows where this is going now.
1: Well, you know, you've already met my mom, so I feel like you know the courtship phase is already out of the way. So. Exactly. You know, sitting on a tailgate, reminiscing... <laughs>
3: Come on, I make meeting the mother in the back woods. I mean, you know. There's a whole show there for you.
1: I, I kind of think that there is. So let's just get this out of the way. Has anyone told you and broken the news to you that you are a three-time Soapcentral.com award nominee? No. I oh. no. Okay, so well, absolutely I'll be the one to tell you. you the have hell's been- going on in
3: my life now? What happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have been nominated as the Outstanding Supporting Actor, Most Attractive Male Star, and Outstanding Overall Performer by the fans on SoapCentral.com. So congratulations for that.
3: Right on. Cute. Do you have like an applause button that goes everyone claps like there's a loud group of clapping?
1: Uh, how Do about applause, applause of one? There you Sweet. go.
3: Thank you. No, I sincerely thank you very much. That's actually very nice. I did not know. So it- um, I appreciate it.
1: Good. It is the the only awards out there. I mean, of course, we have the daytime Emmys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, think, so. yeah. <laughs> you know, These know the
3: Oscars. <laughs> Oscars, you know, those old things, those old gold nuggets,
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know. These are the only awards that are decided upon by the fans. So it's they make the nominations, they vote for the winners, so you're As up to the should at- be. That's awesome. The
3: voice of the people who are invested in
1: it, don't you think? I think so, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody knows... A performer who is long overdue for recognition for you know, be it an Emmy or something, and for whatever reason it doesn't seem to happen. And, you know, those are all decided by industry insiders. Who are the people who are really making everything happen? It's the fans. So yes. I think that does mean a whole lot. Can they get an award? The fans? Yeah, how would
3: you do that? Is that possible? I don't know that I have the, the budget oh, to that. Under Just, I mean, Snuffy, figure that one out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: I'll figure that out while we figure you out a little bit. <laughs> Good luck. Let's, Should we down let's, on a couch for this? <clears throat> As you heard in that clip, I was a little underweather for the show, but it's nothing in comparison to what the guest in our next clip was dealing with. On September 30th, 2011, Another World, Passions, and One Life to Live favorite, Robin Strasser called in from a hospital bed. As you may know, Robin had to cancel last week's appearance here on Soap Central Live because she wasn't feeling well and actually was in the hospital. So, all of that has led to a lot of questions. You know, why did Robin leave One Life to Live? Could Dorian return? And most importantly, of course, how is Robin feeling? So, let's get some answers and welcome Robin to Soap Central Live.
4: Thank you. So waiting in the, the wings. I'm not. Waiting in the- <laughs> I'm actually waiting in a hospital bed, and it kind of has like magic fingers, and it goes more and this thing, and it, it moves underneath you. And um, I luckily have not spent much time in hospitals. And the you know, the first hospitalization last week it scared the heck out of me. And what's that? Wait a minute, you know. Um, so it was really weird. And and the one I was in kept collapsing and two nights in a row it collapsed and it occurred to me that there might be hidden cameras and I was being punked. But <laughs> I'm a drama queen even when I'm at
1: Death Store. <laughs> oh no, not Death's Door. No, but in all seriousness, how drama are queen, you feeling? Queen. Uh uh horrible.
4: But you know, um uh, there's uh uh I, I'm blessed. I have medical insurance. I'm at a new, very good hospital. There are very nice people, uh, taking care of me and, uh, we'll, uh, get to the bottom of this and, um, I'll, uh, uh, be leaping tall buildings in a single bound in, with, with, you know, God's help.
1: General Hospital Emmy winner Julie Berman has been a guest on Soap Central Live three or four times now, but she soldiered through battling a cold to be a guest on the show on November 16th, 2012. I'm not sure if it was a cold medicine or not, but we learned some very interesting information about her holiday traditions. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm wonderful. I was looking at my notes and realized it's been about a year since we had the last opportunity to chat, so I feel like there's so much going on. Thanks for (laughs) giving a call in and and giving a chance for us to get caught up.
5: Absolutely.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, because you know you can't always believe everything that you read on the internet, it looks like GH is dark this week and next week for the holiday. Is that true? Yes, that's correct. Well, that's even more uh, of, of a thank you for taking some time off of your your time off to chat with us about all kinds of stuff here.
5: Oh, I'm just uh, I'm sitting on my couch nursing a cold right now, so I have nothing better to do. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I, I mean, I guess if that's the way we have to get people on the show by giving them a cold, I guess that's
5: what we have to do. But, no, it's great. Oh, it's it's actually keeping my mind off of everything, so it's perfect.
1: Well, good. Uh, I hope that you feel better. And, you know, when you have a, a cold and sometimes you have a fever and you feel like you're burning up, the show, GH, has also been on fire and burning up lately. I mean, it seems like there's, uh, you know, the ratings are up. The show just won another Emmy last year. It seems like everybody is really, really giving their 110%. Is that something that you've noticed behind the scenes as well, that there's this renewed energy?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm first of all, I'm just so impressed with your transition of combining uh, General Hospital with fevers and burning up. That was amazing. <laughs> but um, yes, I uh, I do feel like there is a renewed energy, and um, everyone is very happy to be there at work, and um, you know, we're all working very very hard, and and I think we've always. Um, been a tight group, and now it's just, you know, a different uh, a different person running the ship. So it, it, I think it put people on their toes, and, and it's shaken things up a little bit, and, um, you know, it's, it's made it fresh for the viewers, and it's made it fresh for the actors as well.
1: As we're almost out of time for this segment, I want to find out, Uh, Thanksgiving. What is an ideal Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving meal for Julie Berman?
5: Um, Well, I would have to say that my husband makes the most ridiculously delicious mashed potatoes. Um, I... It's, like, now become this thing where every Thanksgiving, uh, even if we go to someone's house, we have to bring our own mashed potatoes because we're those people that are (laughs) mashed potato snobs. Um, So basically, like, even if we do, there are mashed potatoes there and we bring our own. We also keep a separate stash in the freezer for us to have the next couple of months when we want to defrost and have more mashed potatoes. So I'd say anything that involves those uh, is probably a solid Thanksgiving for me.
1: In the meantime, before we let you go, one last question for you. Have you ever done any Black Friday craziness, Julie?
5: Oh, my God. Do you even know who you're talking to? <laughs> I literally, like, I wake up at about 6 in the morning <laughs> and go the mall with my husband and I pretty much stock up for the year on all my clothes and it's sad it's really sad but I I look forward to it probably more than Christmas or my birthday combined
1: do you have one particular Black Friday deal that you are most happy to brag about I
5: just Go like honestly. I go to a department store, and there are so if you go early enough before all the people are there. And of course, now I'm sharing the secret, so everyone's <laughs> going to be there when the doors open. But I get there literally when the doors open, and everything is still very organized, and it's not a total disaster and a mess. And I can find my size, and I try on everything, and I'm done by like a, before noon. I'm done shopping, and I've seriously I've like stocked up on you know, whatever new clothes I need to replace for myself or whatever. And I'm like, it's just the easiest thing ever. But then when you go and you go in the afternoon and it's too late, it's it's just a mess and I think it's a pain, so.
1: So it's all about shopping for yourself on Black Friday.
5: Yes, yes, I'm selfish like that.
1: (laughs) Julie and her husband, Mike, are the co-founders of the eco-friendly pet supply company, Better Buddies, they donate a portion of proceeds to helping rescue and rehabilitate displaced pets, with the eventual goal of finding these pets a forever home. You can get more information at BetterBuddies.com. Despite planning and even being able to switch things up on a moment's notice, there are still some things that cannot be overcome. On June 10th, 2011, a power outage forced us to miss an episode of Soap Central Live. And then several weeks later, on August 5th, 2011, I started speaking in tongues during an interview with Days of Our Lives' Deidre Hall. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good, Deidre. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me today for not only for SoapCentral.com, but also for SoapCentral Live.
6: Great, because I'm, I'm grateful that you're helping to get the word out there about
1: the show. Well, you know, it is great to say that you're returning to Days of Our Lives. I'd imagine on your side, it also must be great to be able to say that you're returning to the show. (laughs) What you said. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure what I said, but I think we get the point. and what was it you said? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you know, we're going to go on and pretend. That, <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, I... Days of Our Lives recently released a new book dedicated to healthier living. The book, aptly titled Days of Our Lives Better Living, is available from booksellers and online retailers right now.
6: Hi, this is Larissa from Days Two Scoops, and I am thrilled to celebrate Soap Central Live's 200th show. Thanks to all you listeners out there for your support. But most of all, thanks for sharing your love of soaps with us.
1: I think every interviewer wants to have their Oprah moment, where they land an interview with someone who's really hard to get or perhaps controversial. For me, that guest would be former ABC Daytime president Brian Franz. Assuming we could lay all our cards on the table and have an honest discussion... I'd love to be able to talk to him about what really went down when All My Children and One Life to Live were canceled. Who ultimately made the decision? Is he really the villain that he's made out to be? To me, I think it would be a fascinating interview. And Brian, if you are listening, I'd love to have you on the show. Please feel free to reach out or have your people reach out, and we'll make it happen. There was an Oprah slash Barbara Walters moment on Soap Central Live, and it took place earlier this year. On July 19th, 2013, the Young and the Restless' original Jill, Brenda Dixon, who's seen by many as a lightning rod for controversy, paid her first visit to Soap Central Live. She was promoting her memoir, and I wanted to make sure that I was prepared for the interview, so I read her book twice in 24 hours just to make sure that I could make a perfect point or counterpoint to anything that she said. I'm not sure that Brenda expected that. As you can hear in this next clip, I was surprised by what happened next. Soap operas you you talk about your your second husband and we do have a call from John that I'm going to take in a second but I was reading when reading the book and I got to the chapter about your second husband and, of course, the book we're talking about is My True Hidden Hollywood Story by Brenda Dixon, who is our first guest this week. You talk about how uh, you and your second husband would act silly and almost like children and that you went, went yeah, s- w- uh, to yeah. the Plaza Hotel and didn't come out for, of the room for five days. We can sort yeah. of draw our own conclusion. <laughs> you know, those things to me. That really sounds like the, the true love, when people tell their stories about true love. So Yeah, it's true. He
7: he was my one true love. I'm going to start crying now.
1: I don't want to make, but how, how do you go from being, you know, acting like kids? You know, people are probably in their own relationships. Um, we think had of some someone. problems.
7: We had some internal problems with the family. Um, uh, his daughter... Uh, went with the mother. It was one of these situations. I know Susan Summers has written a book about it where, um, you know, uh, the daughter went with the family and uh, the daughter didn't like me and she wouldn't um, invite me anywhere to her graduation or anything and she was very mean to Jan for, and they didn't speak to him for three years after our marriage and it just got worse and worse with his, with his daughter and um, he got a little temper going on and I got out, and um, yeah, it was very sad because I loved him very, very much, and I believe that pressure was put on Jan uh, from the higher-ups because he got that bankruptcy lawsuit of my money owed from Robert Rifkin, which was a $5.5 million estate, and he said, oh, Brenda, I can't try it. I've been threatened, and I'm worried about my daughter so i think pressure was put on jan because he was an attorney you have to understand these people have control over the court system and can pretty much do whatever they want with a you know like a seedy judge you know not a real judge um so and that's what i got in hawaii um so i think there was pressure put on him and i did love him very very much probably still do
1: You may be thinking, well, she's an actress, so certainly she could fake the tears. But I have to tell you, though, during the commercial break, Brenda apologized for crying and said that she hadn't expected my question. Brenda Dixon's memoir, My True Hidden Hollywood Story, is available for purchase on Amazon or on her official website, brendadixon.com. Speaking of tears, a lot of tears were shed in 2011 when, as I mentioned earlier, ABC announced that it was canceling All My Children and One Life to Live. Soap Central Live is a place that celebrates our love for soaps, but we've unfortunately had to have far too many tributes to fallen soaps. Here are a few moments from our tributes to All My Children and One Life to Live. On January 5th, 1970, television audiences were introduced to the trials and tribulations of a small fictional town in Pennsylvania called Pine Valley. And for 41 years, 8 months, and 18 days, Millions of soap fans have tuned in to catch the highs and the lows, the laughter and the tears of all their favorite Pine Valley residents. But today, September 23rd, 2011, that all came to an end as All My Children aired its final episode on ABC. But in true soap opera fashion, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger as soap fans Wait to find out if their favorite Pine Valley residents will live on on the internet. Today, it's a look back at 41 years of memories with your favorite All My Children stars and your favorite AMC clips on a very special edition of Soap Central Live. Wow, that theme song really takes me back. It takes me back to when I first started watching All My Children in the early... On July 15th, 1968, television viewers were introduced to the town of Landview, Pennsylvania, a fictional suburb of Philadelphia. Now, 43 years and nearly six months later, those same television fans are having to say goodbye. After more than 11,000 episodes, today, January 13th, 2012... One Life to Live aired its final episode on ABC. Today, it's time to celebrate all the things we love about Landview and One Life to Live because there's still a whole lot of life left to live. So join us today as we look back at 43 years of memories on a very special edition of Soap Central Live. The All My Children Tribute aired September 23rd, 2011 and the One Life to Live Tribute aired January 13th, 2012. Both shows, as every show that we're talking about today is available in our archives. You'll hear some great flashback memories and interviews that you won't hear anywhere else. So if you're an AMC or One Life to Live fan, be sure to check them out. Now at the time of this broadcast, there is still no word from Prospect Park on when production on a second online season of either soap Will begin.
0: Hey, this is Chanel, recapper for The Bold and the
6: Beautiful and All My Children, wishing you a happy 200th episode. Soap
7: Central Live, yay!
1: So, what's a soap without a crazy person? That's like peanut butter without the jelly. In recent years, though, soaps have been making a more concerted effort to look at the reality of mental illnesses. On September 27, 2013, Dr. David Brundell sat down with me to discuss how realistic soaps and other forms of entertainment are when they portray mental illnesses. So my first guest this week is a Boston-based psychiatrist who, in his private practice, provides consultation and treatments for adults with depression, Bipolar disorder, anxiety, personality disorders, eating disorders, substance abuse, and psychosis. He would make a mint if he lived in some of our favorite fictional soap towns. But he's not there. He's with us today. Dr. David Brendel received his B.A., summa cum laude, from Yale, his M.D. from Harvard Medical School, and a Ph.D. in philosophy – from the University of Chicago. He's also the author of Healing Psychiatry Bridging the Science Humanism Divide, published by MIT Press. I'm not sure that he ever expected to be using all that education to help us analyze our wacky soap characters, but we're happy to have him here today. Anyway, Dr. Brendel, welcome to Soap Central Live.
8: Well, Dan, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be part of the show. Well, I'm glad that you're
1: here. As I mentioned in your introduction, you have more degrees in a thermometer, so I want to let you give a, a brief bio to the folks who are listening so they can know a little bit about you.
8: Well, uh, well, as I'm sure your listeners know, I spent way too much time in school <laughs> in my life <laughs> and uh, you know, have spent the last... Um, 10 or 15 years trying to unlearn everything that I (laughs) learned in medical school and in all my other schooling.
1: How do you think that the entertainment industry fares when it portrays mental illnesses? And is that even what we should be referring to? Should we be calling it a mental illness?
8: Uh, I I think that's still a fair term, a mental illness, a a mental disorder or psychiatric disorder. Uh, I, I think that terminology is fine. I think the, uh, one of the sad realities remains that the, these issues remain um, kind of closeted and stigmatized and uh, misunderstood in many ways. Uh, my, my sense is that the enter- entertainment industry has made, um, you know, some major strides in uh, understanding how to portray these conditions in, uh, you know, realistic terms and in respectful terms to the people that are that are suffering with the illnesses. Uh, and uh, and the very kind of dialogue that you're that you're promoting now, I think, is is what can help that continue to move forward. Um, I respect the fantasy world as something in itself. I don't think that every movie or TV show or whatever kind of media we're talking about, I don't think that it always and invariably has to show illnesses uh, in exactly the terms that they present themselves. There's something to be said for pure fantasy. Um, and at the same time, I think the entertainment industry can show some responsibility and take the lead on educating people about these very common, very devastating illnesses that have been misunderstood for so long. So I, I see both sides of that, and I, I'm excited to think it through with you some more.
1: Well, because I think for me, and I, I sort of feel bad saying this when we're, we're looking in depth, a lot of my favorite characters, particularly on soaps, are the ones who, if you'll pardon the term, are seen as crazy. You know, they're doing all the things that we know that they shouldn't do. They're, you know, running around, stealing people's identities and throwing them in mineshafts, shafts, all that other stuff. It makes for great television. But do you think that that does foster some of the stigma that you talked about, where there are still a lot of people who see having some sort of, of, of a mental illness or uh, other issue as being a sign of weakness or a sign of failure?
8: Well I think that's a that's a great question i I, I would say I, I share with you the uh the idea that some of my favorite people are people who are labeled as crazy uh, and I'm talking about in the real world so, um you know whether I'm thinking about my personal life or in in my practice um you know pe- people that um come with uh bizarre thinking delusional thoughts uh um mania um they're they're often in- incredibly interesting. And creative people. Um, at the same time, they're really, uh, in many or most cases, um, suffering and, and uh, need some help and, and compassion.
1: If you'd like more information about Dr. David Brendel, check out his official website, leadingmindsexecutivecoaching.com. Even though there have been 200 episodes of Soap Central Live, there may still be some things that you don't know about the show, so I thought I'd take the time now to explain a little bit more about how things operate. First, every show is written and produced by me. If you've ever watched a TV talk show and thought, these hosts have no idea what they're talking about, it's because they have a gaggle of producers doing research and writing questions for them. Here, it's just me. However, there is no way that I could do the show alone. There's a team of engineers that help me keep the show running smoothly each and every week. Whether that be by making sure that clips are uploaded and ready to play, or handling the switchboards during the show, I couldn't do it without them. So I want to make sure that Brad, Randy, Ryan, and Matt get a special mention during this show, because again, we would not have gotten to 200 episodes if it was not for them. There are a lot of primetime programs recently that have been celebrating milestones. Grey's Anatomy aired its 200th episode earlier this month. CSI broadcast its 300th episode just this week. And these are all impressive numbers, but you may be wondering why this show, our 200th episode, is such a big deal. There are other broadcasts or podcasts that may have put together twice as many shows as what we have here on Soap Central Live, but there's a bit of a difference. Any website, soap, sports, cooking, you name it, can put together a podcast and upload it at any time without any sort of quality control. They can put up 10 episodes per day if they really want to. Soap Central Live, however, operates under much of the same terms as a TV show. We're guided by ratings. The show airs once a week and we're only renewed if the ratings are there. So that brings me to another important part of the show, you, the listeners. I say it every time I get a chance, but Soap Central Live would simply not exist if it were not for you, the fans. Your support over these 200 episodes has been phenomenal, and knowing that I can count on your support for the next 200 episodes makes all the work worthwhile. But before I get too serious and turn this into an episode of Dr. Phil, there is an awful lot of tomfoolery that goes on on this show. Of course, being a serious and professional host, none of it is my fault. Um, you know, there's a question, and I knew that we were going to get to this at some point, Jerry. I've never never—I've been doing interviews now for SoapCentral.com for 18 years. I'm not entirely sure that I've ever asked this question to someone before, but <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but this is a question that came up on Twitter that far more people ask this than I ever would have thought possible, and this is what they're saying. They're saying that, Jerry, you smell very good, and they want to know... <laughs> What last, last time I asked that, I probably got smacked. It was probably somewhere in college. But people, this is, this is the word on the street. I'm not sure what street this is, but like a dozen people sent me a message to say that you smell very nice, and they want to know what it is you're wearing, unless it's some sort of uh, family recipe that you know, don't want to share. This is, this, is, this is the word on the street. Again, never asked this to anyone ever before.
8: This, yeah, I can see why, yeah. this, uh, Dan, this comes from, I think, the bowling event that I have every year in October, and this year it's on October 13th in New York City for American Cancer Society. And I get an awful lot of people, and I get that, I get that comment kind of like, you know, 10 or 20 times during that day when we're taking pictures and stuff. And they say, what are you wearing that think it's something expensive? Well, my wife, who's allergic to most everything on the earth, the only aftershave she's not allergic to is Old Spice. And I think Old Spice has been around as long as One Life to Live has. And I think I remind them of their dads, perhaps, or their uncles. And, uh, and that's, I think that's where it comes from on Twitter, but I, I'm hoping that's where it comes from.
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping so, too. It's it's interesting. You know, I was expecting some sort of the the baked bean commercials where the dog always wants to give the secret recipe. That's what I was expecting from you, that perhaps this was nope, a, no. a concoction Plain that you're making. No, no you know. Not
8: even the cologne, the aftershave, you know.
2: That
1: was an interview with Guiding Light and One Life to Live favorite Jerry Verdorn from July 12th, 2013. Jerry and his former Guiding Light love interest Liz Kiefer were also on Soap Central Live earlier this month on October 4th to talk about their annual charity bowling benefit for the American Cancer Society Daytime, Stars, and Strikes. While we're talking about Guiding Light love interests, I can't help but think back to a show. Way back on July 23rd, 2010, Victoria Platt and Terrell Tilford played Victoria and David on Guiding Light. It's where they met and fell in love in real life. And then they came on Soap Central Live, and thanks to my questions about capers and cows, <laughs> their marriage nearly fell apart. Okay, we, we still have about 20 minutes left, so I don't get too hungry. Let's get off a little bit about food, but let's, let's turn it and make a slight segue What is your least favorite food? We'll do both, but since, Victoria, you started uh, mouthwatering over there, what's your least favorite food?
6: I don't like anything with capers. I hate capers. That's true.
9: And I forget every time or when I throw capers on some salmon or something like that, she'll go, honey, can you eat these off here? Remember, I don't like capers. And I go, really, you don't? (laughs) Like, I'm, like, so surprised and almost, like, hurt that she doesn't because I love them so much.
6: And I'm like, it's been 10 years, baby. You can't remember that. It's only one thing on the planet that I don't eat so far
8: capers. <laughs>
9: <laughs> For me, Brussels sprouts. Ooh. Yeah. Could do I without. Think. Could do without. Even as a kid, when I had to eat them, I should just swallow them whole. <laughs> really? What? Now Vic, now, Vic, of course, has, has tried to serve them to me. She's steamed them and. Lathers them up very nicely with butter, which I think is twice as gross. And I go, sweetheart, I'm not eating that. And she'll say, come on, just try it. I'm like, why? I know I don't like it. Just try it. So I try it. I make a funny face. I get grossed out. She gets a big laugh out of it. There's the payoff. (laughs) But some things I've cooked that
6: he didn't like. Uh, that he said he didn't like before I cooked them, he liked them afterwards, like baby bok choy. He was like, Ah, I don't like that. I was like, you haven't had it the way I cook it. So I made the baby bok choy for him. Loved the baby bok choy. Now he requests the baby bok choy.
9: That that's true. The name alone still scares me. <laughs> you seem to have a an aversion to vegetables that start with B. No, but she's always like yanking oh, something that's out of the ground. Point. Or he does. Some just- yanking something out of the ground or grabbing some herbs or something. Hey, baby, try this. Like, I'm I'm the experiment, you know, dude here, whatever. So she's like, here, try this. I'm like, she's like, well, you know, you, you might break out in hives or something, but you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> That's not true. I don't do that.
6: In in L.A., we grew, I grew my own herbs. I was very proud of my garden. Um, my tomatoes mm-hmm. didn't do very well. Okay. And I think my cabbage would have been brilliant. I think my cabbage is probably delicious because the. Squirrels well, it before I got a chance to get to it. Oh, but um, but I, I I really like the whole living off the land thing. I like the idea of of growing and you know and eating your own produce. Like we we had avocado trees and and yeah. lime trees and lemon trees and orange. I mean, you, you name it, we had it in L.A.
4: Yeah, New York is a different
3: story. <laughs> no, if you had the ability, would you also do the whole?
9: Uh, um own animals and things like that, too, or are you strictly just going to say, let's stick with vegetables? You mean um, like having a cow roaming around or something? <laughs> you know, cows, chickens, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, no, no, because, buffalo, no, apparently. Because, no, because I love animals. Any animal that we have on our property, we can't are you, slaughter it. I'm not eating that. That's disgusting.
6: Okay, so I have a very different view about this. And so okay. I've always said, Terrell, you know, when we when we retire, whatever that means, I want to yeah. have a place in Montana.
0: <laughs> I don't know
6: why Montana it just seems like it has a lot of space, <laughs> and I shout want out our, out our to own farm. In shout
9: out to the people <laughs> in Montana I, that are listening
6: uh, right now. Shout out to Montana, um, and I want to have our own farm where we have our own animals. And and I think I don't think people have enough respect for the food that they eat, especially the live food. Now, I mean, live food in terms of hearts, because technically, yes, plants are also alive. But right. Yeah, I, um, I don't want having animals. I don't want to have a slaughterhouse. Okay, I, I was just I'm not saying, uh, let's not argue on, uh, on, on national radio here. Let,
9: let, let's, not, let's not break <laughs> up on national radio. That would blow.
6: <laughs> that would suck. No, but I, but I think it, having your own animals and raising them and then eating them, would give you a different respect for what animals go through and what they sacrifice for us to eat. I think we would eat meat less, which would be better for us. I mean, health wise mm-hmm. and, um, and, and better for the planet.
9: And see, I, I feel like I have be letting the animals down. Like I built them up as this great friendship and everything. Then, you know, I come out <laughs> there one day and it's like, well, Sally, the jig is up. And she's looking at me. Her eyes are all bulged. She's like, wait a minute. You should come out here and like pet me. And, and we talk. Well, I'm going to
1: take a few minutes to let the animals run free. Uh, but while I'm in that time, we'll take a little bit of a break. But we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break. That is still one of my favorite episodes. Food does certainly bring out some unusual discussions here on Soap Central Live. On June 8th, 2012, comedian B.D. Freeman dropped by to prove that real life is far crazier than any soap story. Somehow we went from talking about Marlena Evans' possession by the devil to, well, just take a listen.
10: Yeah, I heard about that. And I heard about another guy who's eating himself. True story. Heard it on the radio the other night. This dude takes pieces of himself and eats it. Said it makes him strong. He's just eating pieces of himself. And it's, uh, yeah, like just cutting pieces of his skin off, eating it, you know. And then there's one dude who was a hermaphrodite, and he decided, you know, he went back and forth all of his life trying to decide, I'm a man, or my woman, I'm going to be a man or a woman. He decides he's going to be a woman, chops off his balls. And he, sold them. Yeah, yeah, and sold them. And the dude that ate them, ate them with a nice tangy sauce on it. You know, a nice, he had them glazed. He had glazed balls. Ate them up. <laughs> I, you know, so people are people are. I don't know, man. You know, people are afraid of the whole zombie thing right now. You ever hear like you this, hear that all the time, zombie thing? That doesn't mean
1: you have to become one.
10: Nah, man. That just means you on drugs. <laughs> you on drugs, man? You know what I'm saying? Nobody just thinks I'm gonna eat somebody's balls today with a nice glaze. Nobody thinks that unless you on drugs. A nice uh, red wine reduction? <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what? Gordon Ramsay would still yell and scream at them if they didn't cook the balls right. That's what's crazy.
1: It probably is. I, I can't agree.
10: believe you didn't cook the balls properly! Get out of my kitchen! I've made balls for 25 years! I've never tasted balls like the balls that you've made! <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. You know, you're probably right. And this is all coming from, I don't even, this took from Little Marlena Evans on Days of Our Lives. Little Marlena Evans. Eating balls on Hell's Kitchen. Eating
10: balls. But you know what? It's good TV.
1: BD Freeman is the winner of the 2013 BCA Award for Comedy, and he has just been added to the cast of VH1's newly rebooted I Love The series. So be sure to check him out. When you get a chance. Another very, very funny person visited Soap Central Live on May 20th, 2011 as part of our Soap Connection series. That's someone who hasn't necessarily been on a soap, but is connected to the world of soaps in some way. Comedian Lunel, who you may remember from a memorable part in the Sacha Baron Cohen film Borat, is admittedly a soap fan. During her appearance on Soap Central Live, we soon discovered that her life is also a soap opera. Insane, all of that too i've watched your your stand-up i know that you're a bit of a, an expert on love and relationships at least i think so so i need to, i need to ask you how are these soap relationships different from our real life relationships
2: well actually they're not and which is why people watch soaps because i think that they can always see somebody they know in them um life is a soap opera and um You know, like, for instance, I have a husband that I haven't seen in 10 years, and we have not divorced. I have uh, a baby daddy who um, used to do comedy before I did, and now he doesn't do comedy anymore. And I'm soaring up there, and we were uh, never in love. We were just uh, having torrid sex, and we made a kid and remained friends with this great kid. I have a Mexican boyfriend, and I have a uh, lover, and my boyfriend is 16 years younger than me, and my lover is nine years younger than me, and um, you get it. I'm just saying, <laughs> honey, I, <laughs> I got a little soap opera jumping off too, you know, and um, I think that all of us can, you know, see see someone that we know. Within these, within these soaps, you know, really.
1: Well, what about the other aspect of it, the, the non-romantic aspect? Some of these other things that critics of soap say, you know, nobody has an evil twin. Nobody goes through all the craziness that the, these people are going through. That's not true. I think we all have some... Everybody
2: has an evil twin. Uh, everybody goes through all that kind of drama, whether they tell you about it or not. Um, You know, nobody's life is as it appears to be. Like, would I want to trade places with Paris Hilton? No, I would not. Even though she's rich and glamorous, you know, you got people stalking her. You got people breaking in her house. She has friends that she cannot trust. She has relationship issues. You know, uh, no, I would not want to trade with her. Would I want to trade with uh, uh, Kate Middleton? She just married a prince. Well, no, I don't want to live in the palace. I don't want the queen as my mother-in-law. And also, uh, your husband, as uh, Fergie would say, uh, has a military duty where he may not even be around a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, you really just wouldn't want to trade with anybody else because everybody's got their own crazy soap opera going on. Which, let me just also say, first, very first soap opera that I ever got hooked on to, ever in my younger life, was Dark Shadows. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, because um, Barnabas Collins was my boyfriend. There used to be a magazine called 16 Magazine, and they would be like, would you let Barnabas bite your neck? Because he was a vampire. And I used to have Barnabas pictures up on my wall. I thought the name Barnabas was very pimpy and ballerific. <laughs> and I loved Angelique and Barnabas and that was my first soap opera was was Dark Shadows if you'd
1: like more information about Lunell perhaps to find out if she's going to be appearing in your area you can visit her official website at com. it isn't just professional comedians that get laughs on Soap Central Live even though they are usually crying on screen soap stars are really very funny people on May 21st, 2010, One Life to Live's Bree Williamson and Melissa Archer talked about their fictional on screen rivalry, and it wasn't ugliness that reared its ugly head, it was laughter. Back on the other side of town, Brody is not exactly where I guess we would expect him to be. And that's uh, I guess
6: the- he isn't.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so- well, he is
6: at his place. <laughs> he's just been. My sister! Well, the thing is,
5: you know, she just wanted to say goodbye and get a ride to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it was all innocent.
7: She did, didn't (laughs) she? And then when
5: she got there, he was drunk and all like, oh, Sad over Jessica, and she was all sad over John. So, so when you know. I run into people that are sad, I you know I buy them a latte or a chocolate bar, or I take them out for a
6: dinner. I, Natalie, Natalie's a really good friend, you know like she's a
5: really <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what it is Up and beyond so, for a guy. Out. <laughs> so you know, she was sad about not getting her man, and he's sad about not getting his woman. And so I don't know, instead of getting a ride to the airport because he was drunk. He, she decided to join him in drinking, and you know what happens after that.
7: No, Drinks. why didn't you tell us? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> no one's
6: letting you off easy,
5: Melissa.
7: Sorry.
6: <laughs> hey, it- <laughs> I didn't do it. It <laughs> wasn't me.
5: Um, she sleeps with Brody. Oh my! Brody <laughs> sleeps with her,
0: whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs>
3: oh, the drama! Yeah, yes. it's
0: ridiculous. It's horrible. I know, I know.
6: But, you know, you were off doing something you should not have been doing, too, so there you go. I thought I was 17, okay? I thought I was 17. I made a mistake. Whatever. I thought my life was over. I know. When the writers write better <laughs> words for me than just, yeah, then, then you'll
1: <laughs> Being that this is an Internet-based program, there are no FCC regulations about what we can and cannot say. But that doesn't mean that we don't try to keep it professional. So it was one of the funniest things ever when All My Children's Alicia Minshew came on the show and set a record. It's not necessarily a record she may be proud of, but let's take a listen. I guess the first question is, how does the daughter of a minister tell him that she's going to be steaming up the scenes of a soap opera. How does that conversation That's go?
0: funny. Well, can I just say um my dad uh who who was uh an episcopal priest, he actually just retired last year. But anyway, he he was always very liberal and very very supportive. Um So it wasn't as bad as you think. He, I mean, when when I moved from Florida to New York to be an actor, my number one fan was my dad, and he was so supportive of me. So he was happy that I was, you know, getting paid to do what I love to do. So when he heard that I actually – I was actually sitting at a Starbucks with my dad in New York City when I got the phone call that I got the part on All My Children. I'm not lying to you. And the exact words that came out of my mouth were, I fucking got it. And I jumped up and down, and I screamed, and my dad had no idea what had just happened, and I told him I got the role, and he was so happy for me. So there was, there was never any, um, you know, weirdness about, oh, she's going to be in a soap. He was, just, he was just happy to see me get the role. And, you know, when I had love scenes, I'm sure he just kind of turned away <laughs> and, didn't, and chose not to watch. Uh, but he was always really proud and supportive, so I'm, I'm blessed to have a very cool dad.
1: Well, that answers two of the questions. One was... Uh, I had read on Twitter that perhaps you had a little bit of a potty mouth. I kept oh, thinking, God, oh, God, you no, got no, Oh, no, not wait. our list, but apparently well, uh, they're not just vicious rumors. <laughs> oh, no,
0: I totally just distra- dropped. <laughs> wait, literally, I just dropped the F bomb in like the first two seconds of. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> that I mean, might be a record.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like literally within two seconds. Now, mind you, I was repeating something that I said years ago, but I have, I have to admit, since I've been a mom and since I have, you know, a little two year old who absorbs everything, I really really um I watch my mouth now I really do before willow was born you know I was little miss for some bizarre reason little miss potty mouth I don't know my sisters are too and we we blame it on our dad <laughs> because my dad used to swear a lot which is very hilarious being that he was yeah, a priest really. no it was it's one of those things where it's like we we go you know guys priests are humans too so when they're in church they're one way but if they're home and they stub their toe they're human and things come out of their mouth. So it's the ongoing joke that my, my dad has these four little girls that all have filthy mouths. <laughs> so as I, as I um, am a mother, I really try to watch my language because I, I don't want my daughter to be like me, cursing like a sailor.
1: <laughs> do you have a favorite curse word?
0: Um, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now that I'm asking for it, you won't do it. I'm sitting okay, here asking you know about, you know, about churches. How How this? How about
0: this? Can I give you the initials? Sure. Okay, C.S.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sends for Chris Stamp, who was one of Erica's lovers on All My Children, (laughs) if I remember correctly. That's my
0: favorite curse word. Oh, Chris Stamp. That's, That's what it
1: is. Like most of you, I come from a family of soap fans. My dad, my mom, and my grandmother are all avid soap fans. So it was a particular pleasure for me when on the Mother's Day episode back in 2011, it was May 6, 2011, I was able to have both my mom and my grandmother appear on Soap Central Live to talk about what they liked about their favorite soaps. As you'll hear, my grandmother, who we call Nana, was quite clear about who she didn't like. But it wasn't until she started talking about who she likes on the soaps that it became a little awkward and rather just outrageous. So, Mom, let me ask you, is there someone on the soaps who, you know, you think would have made a good mom? That I would want for a mother? Yeah.
0: Um, No.
1: Well, that's a good answer, because we have on the line your real mother. Nana is on the line. (laughs) Nana, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey. So how are you today?
4: I'm just fine. How
1: are you? I'm good. Happy early Mother's Day. Yes, uh, Mom said that it was you that probably got her started watching soaps in the first place.
2: It probably was.
1: Anybody else on days that needs to get what's coming to them?
4: Well, I think... What the heck's his name? The Big Mahath.
1: <laughs> the Big Mahath? I'm not sure. Uh, Stefano? Yes, that's the
4: guy. You can never Why remember is... him. <laughs>
1: Why does he need to get what's coming to him? What has he ever done? What has he ever done?
4: What hasn't <laughs> he done? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the man's died about eight times and come back each time so i mean I know. why
4: do they keep bringing him back
1: <laughs> apparently to irritate the hell out of you
4: <laughs> <laughs> he, sure, he sure does oh. Okay, i can't stand
2: that man
1: is there anybody other than the big mahoff is there anybody on days of our lives who you like watching nana
4: um um Oh, wait, his name is Daniel, the doctor.
1: Yes, well, obviously it's something about the name, but, uh, yes. No, <laughs> no, I, the name hey! doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's, I think he's a sweetie. Uh, okay, you're having a moment. We need... <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> right, Mom, you may want to cover your ears. I'm about to cover my ears. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so, so what about Daniel? What about Daniel do you like so much?
4: Oh, he's... He's a doll. Oh, Jesus Lord! He's just gorgeous. (laughs) As the saying goes, he could put my his shoes under
1: my bed any time. (laughs) I don't know that I have a response for that. Wow. Okay. Uh, So I guess you're hoping that he makes house calls. But oh gosh, what we're gonna do? Make (laughs)
4: house calls? I'd be sick all the time.
1: That is going to bring us to the end of our special 200th episode celebration. I want to thank everyone who's been a guest here on Soap Central Live in the past 200 weeks. If you're listening and for some reason have not yet been a guest, or if you want to come back to the show because you've had such a good time when you were here... Please reach out. We'd love to have you, and we will make it happen. As I said, thank you to the -the behind-the-scenes gang at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. There are dozens of other programs available in channels for sports, health and wellness, business and kids, among others. So be sure to check out some of the other shows. You may find something that you enjoy almost as much as Soap Central Live. All the shows that we've featured here on today's show, and even more that we couldn't fit in, are available in our archives for on-demand listening, so you can download them to your iPad, iPod, or iPhone or Android device and listen to them on the go. You can also stream them live to any PC or any other device. If you have any comments, feedback, a guest suggestion, please drop us a line at radio at soapcentral.com. I wanna thank everyone for their support, for tuning in and listening. It's nice to know that every week we have a soapy little get-together, and I hope that you are as proud of this show as I am. I will keep coming back and trying to get this right even if it takes another 200 episodes to do so. We'll start towards that milestone next week, November 1st, 2013 at our regular time, 6pm Eastern, 3pm Pacific, for the continuing saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody, and I love you for listening.